0: Season 2, Episode 2 of Pats Interference is here. My name is Patrick Norwood. He is Patrick Brittman. Tonight, we have a lot on the docket. We're going to recap the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about Dwight Howard, Layshawn McCoy, Alabama basketball. And we're going to rank our top five most dominant athletes of all time. This is an episode you do not want to miss. Stay tuned. Pats Interference, Season 2, Episode 2, coming right at you.
1: What's good, beautiful people? You're listening to Pat's Interference. This is Season 2, Episode 2, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today in the sports world. We're done with college football, we're in the off-season, so we're jumping all over. I am Patrick Brickman.
0: And I am Patrick Noyd. How's it going, everybody? Good to talk to you again. Patrick, Season 2, Episode 2. Technically, technically, what is this, our 19th or 20th total episode? So thank you, everyone, who's... Uh, who's Somewhere stuck with us this long. Uh, if you want to hear one of our past episodes, say from Alabama's football season or, you know, any time in between there, um, you know, just let us know. We've got them all archived. We can send them to you. It's no big deal. You can find us on social media, on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, on Facebook at Pat's interference. That's P A T S interference or on our website at Pat's Lots of ways to reach us. We love hearing from our fans, Patrick, what do we have on the docket tonight?
1: We've got we've got a recap of the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about uh, messy incidents in the NFL, a couple of those. We're going to talk about Dwight Howard and how he's pretty annoying. And we're going to talk about the five most dominant athletes ever, uh, as well as a little bit of Alabama sports. That's what we're doing today. A whole lot of stuff going on. And um, good news today. I just want to – I haven't done this yet, but uh, good news. I just want to uh, start off everybody on a good vibe. Um, I'm in a good state of mind, I recently got a promotion at work, I, so I will be in the beautiful city of Panama City for the next three years. I
0: could not be more proud of you, honestly. You, I tell you this all the time, I, I've told you since the day you left school, if anyone needed a, a roadmap to their senior year of college, continuing on to their first job, and you've, you've just continued to impress, people need to watch you and follow you. you you've done it exactly right. I could not be more proud of you. You were so unbelievably deserving of this, and I wish you well, I nothing that. but the best. Nothing but the best. I
1: appreciate that. That means a lot. I'm
0: bummed you're not in Orlando. I'm not going to lie. I'm bummed you're not here. <laughs> but
1: uh, maybe one I, day. I know. Maybe I one day. I know I'll the good Lord out. has
0: a plan for you, and I know that that plan has you in Panama City Beach right now with that lovely wife of yours. Uh, so congratulations, uh, people. Congratulate him on Facebook. Pegas okay. with emails. Let, a, let him let him feel the love. Let him feel the love.
1: Basically, the gist, the gist of it is, as I was doing news, I was working the morning show at our local news station, and now I'm the sports director. So I actually kind of feel justified to talk on a sports podcast now instead of just some fan. Now I'm an authority on there sports. There you go. Just yeah, kidding. I mean, just kidding.
0: Well, we're, yeah. we're kids. I watch a lot of sports. That's we, my we are children. We are not adults yet. <laughs> we, we spend every night eating cereal and playing video games together. All right, let's get into it, Pat. Let's start this off. Super Bowl Fifty. Super Bowl, Super 50, Bowl 50, Fifty over. Peyton Manning swan song ending. Really, really happy. you Got it done. Even more happy. Cam Newton didn't get it done. We're gonna get into that in a minute. Who called it? Hey, who? You called did. It? You did. I. You're you. in a lower percent though. In a lower percentile you know of people who called it.
1: Because I'm a sports director.
0: You were an authority on sports.
1: <laughs> okay, we're never going to do that again because I sound really yeah. cocky, and that's that's not okay. not. All, that's right. Not All right,
0: biggest surprise. What was your biggest surprise from the Super Bowl?
1: Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Like, I guess it, I, I put down, and it shouldn't have been a surprise, but Von Miller. Yeah. And the, the how ineffective Cam Newton was it at anything, at anything. And I'm not saying Cam Newton played an awful game because his skilled players completely let him yeah, down. Yeah, they did. But Cam Newton is built on being able to escape pressure. And we just saw what I think was the best pass rushing team I've seen in so long. I mean, Malik, Malik Jackson, but specifically Von Miller to Marcus Ware getting back there. It's just Cam Newton could escape. He was getting hit on the blind side and fumbling through what seemed like the whole game. Uh, so that was far and away how ineffective Cam was against that rush, or should I say more how effective that pass rush was against Cam was my biggest surprise because I thought they'd be able to counter that a little. They've done that a lot this year to other teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, you know, I, you mentioned the pass rush, Patrick. I was shocked. I told you that Cam Newton comes to play in big games, and he was shut down. He was simply shut down. Uh, it reminded me of uh, LeBron against the Spurs. What was that, game one or two a couple of years ago? I mean, he had like, what, 12 points or something? going into the fourth quarter more like LeBron against the Mavs I mean either one you know I like all of his four fourth quarter points or whatever he had just everyone knew that he was going to go out and dominate and he just never did um you know I, I I think my biggest surprise Patrick was just the Broncos in general I knew their defense was good I didn't think they were that good and Patrick what did they have an offensive touchdown they had one offensive touchdown right that's it
1: yeah one offensive touchdown for the Broncos and the uh
0: no, they had, two. they had two. Did they? I thought they only had what? one. I don't really know.
1: No, it was it's, one. You're I, right. It see, was I one. Thought it was it was just one. the C.J. Anderson. I thought and it went.
0: was one. So One,
1: two total touchdowns in the game. The other one was uh, was Jonathan yeah. Stewart. Hey, I called them the best defense I'd seen since, uh, since the Seahawks a couple yeah. years ago. and they
0: were. They were, and they showed up to play. Uh, what was your biggest disappointment from the game, Patrick?
1: Let's hear your dis- biggest the disappointment.
0: The game itself, first. it was disgusting to watch. Don't get me wrong, I love running football, I love hard-nosed defense, but good lord, it was just so sloppy. That's not what the two best teams in the NFL are supposed to play like.
1: My biggest disappointment was the fact that you think the game... I loved the game.
0: I, I, why? I, why? Why? It was not I good football. It.
1: I loved it. But the teams weren't giving... I don't. I mean, it was sloppy, don't get me wrong, but... It wasn't the teams giving the balls away. Maybe the Tolbert fumble was a close, the closest to a giveaway. It was a game of takeaways. Yeah, Those were takeaways oh. that I was seeing. I just, I pref- I preferred the Super Bowl not just because the team I was rooting for won, but I definitely preferred the Super Bowl easily to probably the last two, maybe maybe the last three. I mean, I don't, I don't remember how entertaining I thought the uh, 49ers and Ravens Super Bowl was. Yeah, But I was wildly entertained by the game. <sighs>
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I was entertained, but it was just when I think of the Super Bowl, I think of like, like the Patriots last year. Like that Super Bowl was amazing. Like because both teams were playing so well, you know.
1: I'm I, I'm biased toward last year's Super Bowl because I'm a Dolphins fan and I hate the Patriots. But <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, last year's had a better ending. Don't get yeah. me wrong.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's let's move on. Let's move on. I just, I don't know. Like, I get where you're coming from. I get why you, you're saying, like...
1: I think there's a place in football for a game like yeah. that. And I don't think that the Super Bowl is necessarily a wrong place when we've seen so much offense the last couple of years in Super Bowls.
0: Patrick, one of the major storylines from the Super Bowl was how Cam Newton reacted after the game, leaving his post-game press conference early, giving one-word answers. His longest answer was very generic. Uh, he kind of had an attitude about him. What are your thoughts on it, and are you surprised on how he reacted?
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Um, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think – I don't even – I think he showed, showed some of his true colors uh, because the face that he showed in Defeat was, I think what? what – who, who is it that says – Um, oh, what's the quote? Uh, the true test of someone's character is how they act when no one's looking. Yeah. I think it was sort of that vibe, that kind yeah. of uh, – not that people weren't looking, but when things weren't going his way, he kind of turned himself off because he's been so open in the media. And I think a little bit he was just kind of showing out to the media. He was kind of angry at the media, and I've heard the, the theories on the situation. Von Miller was standing right there, and he was just – and I get that he you know, lost the biggest game of his career and all that, but – I also at work ran a Greg Olson soundbite. Um, Greg Olson right after the Super Bowl ended. Yeah. And he was disappointed, but he was as friendly and eloquent as can be and giving answers and giving thoughts. And I think when you're the becoming the face of the NFL, I didn't think it was a great look on him. You know. Um, but I also think some of it was an act because I think a lot of what he does is
0: yeah. an act. Yeah, I do too. I, I think, you know. I think it's great that he gives footballs to kids, man. I think it's awesome. I think that's a really cool thing of him to do. Do I think he's doing it for the right reasons? No. I think it's a PR stunt. I think it's disgusting. That's why he does it. But, you know, there's a lot of people who argue me on that, and they're not wrong. But, um, you know, I just – I found it an act, and I think he showed his true colors after the press conference, like you said. But one of my favorite things that I've heard, and I forget who said it, it was somebody on ESPN. Um, So whoever it was, I'm crediting you. Uh, i've heard this quote before this quote's kind of in the movie bull durham but not exactly quoted this way satchel page had a quote uh after he lost i think it was i don't know one of the pennant races um he had a quote where he said you know sometimes you win sometimes you lose sometimes it rains and that's the quote from bull durham he said but you know after the quote he said um but every day you got to put on the jersey and go out and play you know, and I think if Cam Newton would have walked in, not answered a single question the entire time he was in the room, sat down, said that quote, gotten up and walked out, everybody would be talking about how he lost with Grace. You know, and he's he's a role model from that point on. And I, I you know, Patrick, had he said that, I honestly might have, you know, sort of bought it. But the way that he's throwing tantrums on the sidelines, not really picking up his teammates who had made obvious, you know, Obviously bigger mistakes throughout the game I mean you're a team leader When a guy messes up you're over by his shoulder pad Saying hey we're going to get him next year Don't worry about it And I saw none of that from Cam Newton
1: I... He's very animated Because he knows that the camera will be on mm-hmm. him On the field I'm talking about what he was doing on the field I remember that because I went to the Iron Bowl this year And he was there And you know what it's like when Cam Newton goes to Auburn I mean he knew that at any second he would a be rock up star. on the Jumbo Yeah. Ground. And we were, we were standing Russell and I were standing maybe 30 yards from the dude the whole second yeah. half. We went to the other side of the field where he was because I let him go over to the Auburn. We went to the Auburn side because we were Alabama's side first half. And, man, I mean, we were just watching him. And the way he was acting, it didn't seem natural. It seems natural when you pop it up on a jumbotron, but it didn't seem natural feels standing like, down It
0: feels there. like acting almost, you know?
1: Because he wasn't even on the team. Yeah. And he was reacting ten times more than the dudes on the team were, it seemed. Like, it was over the top. But it's because he knows – that he'll be on camera. He was born to be on camera. He's a great entertainer. If he left the NFL today, he would be Michael Strahan in a second. Yeah. But, you know, I it, it's that doesn't take away from the fact that it's an act. And if you're going to be happy on the camera all the time, uh, I don't know. I didn't think it was a good look for him to not be happy. I know he thought that – I don't know. I think there was something in his head that told himself, like, if I do this, then – people will know how bad I wanted this and how much it means to yeah. me. And I think just the, the, the appearance That's a really good point, kind of yeah. The The appearance of it kind of didn't turn out the way it probably looked in his head because it was not a good face. No,
0: no, it was not. It was, uh, you know, it was childish. It was childish. It reminds me of the kids that we used to, you know, beat up on and uh, not, not literally beat up on, but you know what I mean, like beat really badly in Little League that would throw hissy fits in the dugout afterwards. That's what it looked like, and it was... Yeah. It was gross. Like it was just I don't know. I like if I'm a parent and I'm watching that, I'm like, I don't want my kid acting that way. You know, I don't I don't want my kid going around, you know, throwing hissy fits and doing all that stuff. Like, that's not that's not how you act. That's not how you react when things don't go your way, you know? Um That being said, he's making a lot more money than I do, so he's doing something right. Um
1: yeah, he will, he will make more money tomorrow than we're going to make in a very long yeah. time.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Patrick, any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts on the Super Bowl? Anything else you want to get out there?
1: This season was better than last season, uh, but I think in a lot of people's minds, the NFL is mending some wounds from what was a just horrible 2014 season. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think the the um, the 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 viewpoint of a lot of fans and i think the way the league looks to a lot of people is not great we're actually gonna kind of jump into that how it's can i can i just start yeah the no go
0: for it please do it. please do jump it. Let's in do let's it. go
1: this is just our next topic okay to close uh, i like the nfl i don't love the nfl and uh, 2015 was pretty good a lot better than 2014 but so now we're talking we just talked about johnny manziel last week um getting in a fight with his girlfriend. Obviously something happened. We don't know what happened. Parent, I've heard seen things that said he ruptured her eardrum. Now we've got, since last week, LaShawn McCoy. And basically, from what I understand, and I could be wrong and sure, tell me if I'm wrong, but um, him and maybe three other people are being, are looked at as getting into a physical altercation with two off-duty cops, 40-year-old something cops, um, and just getting in a fight with them and beating them and hitting them and hurting them and injuring them. And I don't know how injured they were. I don't remember. But I know that there are expected to be charges against LaShawn McCoy. And um, there should be a warrant out for his arrest at some point. I think I saw a text today or something from ESPN that said, the warrant's not expected now, but probably at some point next week.
0: Which makes no sense to me, by the way. Like, I... I don't understand that, but anyway, go ahead.
1: So like I don't know exactly what 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 went down, but a fight took place, and what is annoying me about this and what we keep seeing is that NFL players you 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 can't keep hitting people. No. you get you have the luxury of being one of the greatest athletes in the world and also playing a sport where you get paid to hit other people. Now, just because you're stronger and bigger than 99.9% of the world doesn't mean you just hit people when you get mad. You don't hit – Ray Rice, you shouldn't hit your fiance. You just don't – so many people last year, just so much fights in clubs, fights in the home, fights here and there and fighting and hitting and punching and – Fighting in the locker room with what a, an acronym, what Adam Polly, whatever his name was, the Bills dude, ex-Bills player now, uh, was on the Jets and he punched Geno Smith. Just quit hitting yeah. people. Like, that's... Yeah, I, I, you know... The very root of the problem is that's not how you solve your issues. Th- the same way you do it on the field isn't the way you do it in the real world. I think
0: the d- NFL is the most despicable organization in the entire United States of America. I th- I think it's disgusting, Patrick. I mean, just... If you just look at the track record, like even look at the NBA, you know, and like everyone has this connotation of the NBA being full of thugs and, you know, gangsters and like all these, you know, terrible people. But like, really, when you take the two and compare them, take the, N- the NFL with any sport. I mean, it's, it's astronomically different in how badly the NFL is hurting
1: and how the reputation is just tarnished. Um, and the problem is the 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 best or a very talented nfl player you know uh, one that might make the pro bowl or one that's just very good and makes a lot of money a very talented nfl player i think it's treated with more royalty than one any other sport or two any other profession in america with just this sort of Getting away with stuff. Silver Spoon. Talented football players get treated differently than most others. And not that other sports don't get free passes, too, because they're good athletes. But NFL more so than any other, yeah. I think, is with basketball second, probably baseball third.
0: It's just despicable. It, it really is. It's just I don't understand how a league and an organization can keep looking at its players and say, you know, I and I don't know. But we talked about it last week. I don't know that there's a fix, Patrick. I don't know that it's just we do X and this happens. I, I.
1: No, this doesn't get fixed by Roger Goodell standing up at a podium and going, "We will require every NFL player to have mandatory uh, violence ch- coaching." Whatever he said. Yeah. Um, that doesn't help. You know.
0: That doesn't help. I, I just.
1: We will educate. We will educate every player on how not to hit their girlfriend.
0: Yeah. I'd like. Okay, so you're gonna take them back. Do you think to these O-Many players school? actually
1: sit down at these? education sessions and take them seriously no at the time they're going well i'm not going to hit my girlfriend
0: yeah I, I i don't know patrick it's the saddest part is there's not an end in sight you know i i wouldn't no. be surprised if you told me that it happened again tomorrow and the day after and the day after i just would not be surprised. Cause we're
1: gonna keep paying them more we're gonna keep paying them yes. more
0: yeah it's it, let's let's sort of go into our next topic with this too. another nfl topic Patrick, players are dropping like flies, retiring left and right, and not just, you know, sort of B, C-list guys. We're talking Calvin Johnson and Marshawn Lynch. I mean, two of the biggest personalities in the sport have announced within the past two weeks that they're retiring. What is your reaction to this? Why do you think this is happening? And do you think that this is a new trend?
1: Oh, it's a new trend. It's going to keep happening because these players... We will eventually, I think the NFL could eventually, or football in general, reach a point to where... Because the, the studies are showing now that the new players coming up over the last couple of years are showing less head trauma. But, I mean, we're going to be looking at 40 years of, of, of just not monitoring head trauma the way... And now we're finding out that later on in life it's leading to stuff and horrible things. And So, yeah, I mean... You can be Calvin Johnson, you can pay, play nine years, you can make hundreds of millions, yep. and you can be done. And if you're wise with your money, because from what I've heard, Marshawn Lynch, he, he seems to be as dumb as a rock, but apparently the guy was really smart with his money, I, and he's been planning this retirement yeah, for a I, while. I think
0: that – I'm not sure that it's he's been smart with his money or he's hired someone to help him be smart with his money.
1: And I think Either a way, even mean, just hiring someone to be smart with your money is a smart thing for an NFL player sure, to do. Sure,
0: sure, absolutely. But, you know, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Marshawn Lynch. He's proven to be nothing but a, a decent guy. I mean, yeah, he seems a little, like you said, maybe a little unintelligent, maybe a little dense. But, like, for the most part, I've never heard him or seen him do something where I say, oh, well, that's not right. Even all this stuff he had with the media and, like, you know you and i are part of sports media patrick we we don't appreciate that and we don't like it but to sit here and say that i don't understand it of course i understand it it's got to be annoying to have people shove 900 microphones in your face and ask you the same three freaking questions every week i can't imagine it um so i understand that and i i think marshawn lynch and calvin johnson have both made wise decisions i mean look at the people who you know look at junior sayout look at all these people who stuck with it in the NFL for so Eddie Morale, long.
1: Eddie Morrell, one of the most recent was Eddie Morrell, and his family's coming out and saying that the last couple of years of Eddie Morale's life were just just Nightmarish. horrific, I think is what they said. Nightmarish.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just... So I can't really blame him, Patrick. Like you said, if you save up your money and you've you planned this out, why not? Why not retire? You're saving yourself, if, you're saving your family, you're leaving an organization that you and I have both called one of the most jaded organizations in America... You're a huge celebrity, and look, we're talking about them, Patrick. Their name is still in the headlines, you know, um, and it's
1: if there's something that's going to kill football, this will be yeah this this head stuff early will, will early retirement
0: games. and concussions. And
1: I, I don't but I don't I don't think football's going to come to a halt anytime soon. The foot the game will be dramatically different and.
0: 50 I, years I'd say it
1: compared to. This I, right I don't think it'll too, take but. 50
0: years, Patrick. I think it'll take a decade at most, and the game will look different. Um, I mean, you look at targeting. You know, if like, if we take targeting from you know six years ago, even, I mean, the game just looks different. The players are being injected for what we used to just call <laughs> big hits. Hit things.
1: It was funny. I was watching Madden posted um. A video today of the intro song that they had in Madden 2001. I had that game on computer as like a like a third or fourth grader, and I used to play it. I actually memorized every word. I could sing it, but I'm not going to. It's a rap. It's really good.
0: Should no, I? no, let's not. Anyway, no. <laughs> it
1: was just like a <laughs> montage. It was like a montage of a rapper rapping about you know f- this is football, Madden football, boom boom, and then it had players. Most of it was comprised of big hits. Big hits was yeah. the theme. And I was watching going, these are all penalties yeah. now.
0: Isn't that funny? These are
1: all penalties. He hit a quarter. That was a quarterback. He hit it. A- you can't hit quarterbacks like that. That's a 15-yard penalty and an ejection. Yeah. You can't do that, dude. <laughs> it's like, Can you
0: imagine if someone uh, just wound up and just cranked Aaron Rodgers right after he let go of it now? That's, that's 15 yards and an ejection easy. Back then. That's just a big hit. That just gets you in the highlight. They're talking reel about
1: Sunday. they're they're talking about Goodell thinking of getting rid of dudes for just two personal fouls in a game. That's 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 like a shoving after the play and, and the and the face. Akib Talib is a good example. Akib Talib would have been ejected before the end of the first half in this past Super Bowl because he had the face mask and he had the uh, taunting. Taunting. So if you get two taunting penalties, he's going to eject Well,
0: you. but Patrick, now are we hypocrites? Because you and I were just saying that the NFL has to do something to sort of slow down their, the reputation of some of these
1: players. Yeah, that's kind of hypocritical. I don't agree that two two personal fouls should be an ejection. I don't agree with the ejection. I don't care that they're making the rules changes, that they're going more toward a passing league than a running league, I don't, and, and protecting quarterbacks, of course, as well. I actually – don't care at all that they're changing that and it's making the game more interesting to the younger generations and I think there will be more fans than there ever were with football. But, um, I don't agree with, I'll just say I don't agree with the Jackson's, I don't agree yeah. Yeah. And and, and college has it all wrong. (laughs) College is way off. Yeah,
0: no, it's just, targeting in college is just a freaking nightmare because nobody knows what it looks like anymore. You know,
1: at least it's not where they remember the first year that they had it this is what three four years ago now where they first had ejections where you could first you could not do anything about it. he made the call nope, then they went back they met during the off season and they changed the rule okay, you can overturn the ejection if you decide it wasn't targeting, but they did never put in where you would overturn the penalty yeah so you would go okay that wasn't uh that wasn't targeting uh so I
0: actually i don't so I CJ, don't CJ mind. Mo-
1: CJ Mosley's not gotten rid of, but the penalty's still there, even though it wasn't ever actually I, a foul. And now I understand where you're it, coming still.
0: from, but honestly, that one doesn't bug me too much, you know, because like
1: I, I I just feel like it was mishandled. This is off topic, but I felt like no, it
0: was I mishandled. mean it's it's not off topic. I I think that Patrick, I think that uh, you know. I don't think you should say that someone's ejected, but we're gonna review the ejection. I agree with you on that. But I think you should throw a flag and if it's targeting penalty, the next step in everyone's heads should be, is he going to be ejected? You know, and that's I mean, that's what it is right now. We just call it a different thing. But, you know, I I don't know. I I, I watched some games this year. I sent you a tweet that I had the other day. Do you remember this? You and I were watching the Super Bowl together, talking online, and I sent you a tweet that I had That was from, uh, it must have been, it was some Big 12 game back in, I think, October. And I said, what is helmet to helmet anymore? Because apparently it's not when you put your helmet on someone else's helmet in an attempt to make a tackle or bring them down, because that's what just happened. And I remember the game, I I think it was like TCU Baylor or TCU Oklahoma or something, where somebody put their head down to run through the hole, a linebacker put the crown of his helmet onto the guy's helmet, a chunk of his helmet flew off, and there were no penalties. Then you have two minutes later a guy's trying to make a catch on the sideline a safety comes in, puts a shoulder in his sternum and sits him on the ground and he gets thrown out of the game. So it's just the inconsistency that bugs me of it. there's just no there's no rhyme or reason to it you know
1: yeah we're gonna ha- we're gonna eventually and we're getting very close now to having a generation of guys that were taught from when they were little to when they get to the NFL that you can't make those hits. Right now we're still kind of on the fringe part. where, like, okay, well, it wasn't a penalty when you were, like, young in college yeah. or, you know, like that, especially in the NFL. Well, and, um, But we're getting very close to the point where we won't have any guys in the league that weren't taught. And
0: that. what do you think about the guys? Like, there's a lot of running backs and wide receivers in the NFL that have sort of put the word down on the down low that, hey – Please don't go after hits around my knees or ankles or my chest. If you hit me in the head, I'll pay your targeting penalty fine. (laughs) Have you heard this? I mean, there's players. Marshawn Lynch was one of them. Marshawn Lynch used to tell guys, hey, if I'm coming over the middle and you're going to blow me up, please hit me in the face mask. I will pay your fine. I don't care. There were a bunch of players that said it. I think Julio Jones said it. Um, You know, because...
1: Well, it's a very – because it's a lot quicker career ender to tear your, right. I mean, tearing your ACL as a running back in the NFL, unless your name's Adrian Peterson, and we'll see with Jamal Charles. <laughs> that, that kills your career yeah. now because they're so expendable. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you're, you're one ACL tear from never seeing the field again.
1: From being forgotten. I mean, what? no no, Sean Moreno wasn't a great NFL running back, but he was way more than serviceable and a patriot killer, might I add. And, uh, yeah, last year he's still – Pretty young. I mean, he's not old yet. Blew out his knee with the Dolphins. He's perfectly healthy now, but no team wants him because he had a bad knee one year. And I guess Todd Gurley is now going to be considered another exception. Um, yeah. Man, he's good. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. Let's move on to uh, to to NBA now. We were going to talk about Dwight Howard, and I'm kind of excited to talk about him. Basically, this just kind of came out today. It's just reports, but I like to talk at NBA. Um, he's being shopped for the you know the, the the trade deadline very shortly after the all-star breaks so we're gonna see a lot of trade soon and if not people expect him to opt out of his contract with the Rockets after this season which just blows my mind there's no way the Rockets are bad enough this year that you need to opt out of a contract where you were playing with James Harden like you're going to go to something better and lose out on as much money. hold
0: on now hold on it's
1: ridiculous
0: they're one of the most underachieving NBA teams I've seen in a long time
1: every team in the NBA is besides the Lakers the Spurs the Heat and maybe the Cavs and then and then the Warriors are now or underachieving nobody else has been the Mavericks a couple times those have been the five teams that have been good in the last 15 years
0: I I just, I don't know. They had so much hype at the beginning of the season that, and here's my question for you. When was the last time we were impressed with Dwight Howard?
1: I'll tell you, it was the year before he went to the Lakers. And it's not that he's a bad player. He's not. He's a a top five center now. But he was very definitely looking like the next coming of Shaq early in his career. He was insane. He was so talented, so young. So raw, but already dominant for being raw. He Great. On, he remember he played in the finals. He had nobody else on his team, basically. And he carried a team to the finals single hand. They lost to the Lakers, but he went to the finals and played Kobe and won a couple games. I mean, he was that good. And he's just such a drama headcase diva that like he, he, he has taken his talents for granted. He was very good superstar status, top center. He's still a top 20 player in the last, 15 years or so in the nba that's how good he was but he plateaued with the lakers and then he had some foot problems or was it shoulder some problem and then he just now he's degressed a little bit down to like you know the the fourth or fifth maybe third fourth fifth best center which is just disappointing for his career arc where this if you're talking about the sky's the limit for a center he's the poster i just
0: don't think that centers are that important anymore
1: when was the last time we
0: had a NBA Finals where the center was the most important guy? I mean, even the Spurs with Tim Duncan.
1: And Tim Duncan, guys. he was a center early in his career. But, um, but if you're talking that, I'm going to go Shaq on the
0: Heat. Yeah, exa- that's what I mean. It was that long ago. What was that,
1: 2007?
0: 2000, 2000 no, it was either uh 06. 0-6. 06? I. I Patrick, that's a decade ago. I, I just think that the center is becoming, I mean, everybody's transitioning to these, you know, smaller lineups and stuff. And you've got guys, you know, you got Red Rocket, great example. Big guy shoots the three. I mean, that's just it. You're, right? talk,
1: you're talking Matt Bonner? Yeah, Red Rocket, the <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bonner made the podcast. One everybody. of my
0: favorite things about um, Matt Bonner is that he has a sandwich blog that he keeps up with.
1: Matt Bonner is the man. I'm a Spurs fan. You know I love Matt yeah. Bonner. No, I mean, big men are important. The big men are no longer the building block to a great organization. They used to be, you it, had to have it a big man. It had to man, be, yeah. And let's hope you have an all-star it was,
0: it was a cornerstone. forward to play with,
1: or all-star guard or forward to play with them. Now, you better have a point guard. Yep. And you better have a, uh, I mean, there's like a recipe now yeah. to success in the a NBA. A point guard. I mean, it's you got you got to have three good players. One be a point guard, one be kind of a, a defensive playing wing. And um, I mean, it was like a recipe, man. It's weird. And the Warriors have perfected yeah. it. The last two teams that win the finals had it, <laughs> but yeah. Um, or you have LeBron and just hope he can pull through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh,
1: yeah. Centers will also just the way the kids play now. I mean, they're not centers. Aren't a sexy position anymore because of what players like, Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving and and look at, mean to the NBA and to the younger generation. Look at Kevin Durant, Kobe.
0: Kevin Durant's seven feet tall. He's pulling from three and making it. I mean, it's just that's that's what you want now. You either want this super crazy athletic point guard, or a absolutely freak of a forward to go
1: through. Anthony Davis hadn't even been considered that he reached the next step till he started shooting threes in practice. And the, I mean, Anthony Davis still can't get past like the eight seed in the playoffs, and he's now all he's having an off year but easily a top five player in the nba talent yeah. wise
0: yeah and he is having an off year but i wonder how much of that is his team too you know
1: <laughs> i think they've got to know i don't know what the pelicans problem is i mean they got um now we might miss the rest of the year but they got tyreek evans i know drew holiday's coming off injury they have a solid they've got
0: team. a solid team on paper they should be great they're like they're like the rockets they're like the Rockets. They they should have a solid, great team. And then you look at teams like the Grizzlies, and I'm going to make uh, some of my really really good friends angry by saying this. But you look at sorry, man. You bad. look at the Grizzlies on paper, and you're like, these guys. Like, yeah, they've got Marc Gasol, but you know everybody gets excited about Mike Conley and Tony Allen. But how often do you hear their names on SportsCenter?
1: We need to talk about the impending free agency of Kevin Durant. I don't know if you wanted to do today or at some point, but let's, let's, I mean the team's being mentioned is going after him.
0: There is there's a lot of rumblings going on.
1: The Grizzlies are I one know. of them that I saw a thing that was like the Grizzlies are expected to let's, pitch to let, Kevin Durant they can form a big 3 with Marcus Saul and Conley. Let's say this like, for
0: next week. We've got a big topic coming up right sup, now,
1: super enticing to somebody that already plays with Russell Westbrook. We're going to we're, we're going <laughs> to wait. We're going to wait, okay? Ooh, I can play with Marcus Gasol and
0: Conley. Ooh. I mean Patrick, why would he not? He could go be the lead. Sign me up for five years. He could go years. be the leader of that franchise. <laughs> He's already the leader I of think the, the more ridiculous...
1: A much better run franchise. The more ridiculous... And the Grizzlies are great.
0: Patrick, the more... Ri-
1: I wouldn't say much Patrick, better run. The Grizzlies are actually very well. The run.
0: more ridiculous one is Phoenix. I've seen Phoenix as an option for him. That's more ridiculous At than Golden Memphis. And Golden State.
1: And Golden State, like, they're going to be able to afford him.
0: Memphis is... I, I don't like you disrespecting Memphis like that. I like that's Memphis. not that's not Dude, a bad. You know I want if it. Kevin Durant goes to Memphis, that's not a bad move for Kevin Durant.
1: I actually spoke out of turn when I said that they're a worse run organization than the Thunder because I actually do think that the Grizzlies might be the second best run organization in basketball. But their
0: lineup just doesn't
1: prove it. No, they're I mean they're 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 uh, it's hard to get dudes to come to Memphis. They're just not seen as a sexy basketball.
0: It's team. like people. This it's right, like guys not wanting to go they're to the a smaller,
1: smaller market team. The Spurs just signed their first ever big free agent. Alexander
0: Alexander Radulov used to hate Nashville. And he he tells people, (laughs) I hate this place. It's hard to get people to go to Memphis and Nashville to play sports. Look at the Titans. It's the same thing.
1: Yeah, when do Titans ever sign? But
0: I tell you what. You go to a Nashville Predators hockey game, you will never see a more diehard hockey fan. Period. You just won't.
1: You go to a Tennessee Titans football game and you go, I wish I was not Lambert. If
0: you... If you go to a Tennessee <laughs> Titans football game, you may see three other people the entire day.
1: That was a good one. Like you, you can. I wish I was in Fox. You, bro.
0: you can, you can run pretty much to the front row, fifty-yard line, and just sit down, and no one's gonna say anything.
1: Yeah, maybe Marcus Mariota can turn it around. I want to go to the next topic, but I'm gonna let you pitch it because you. I did
0: come it. up with it. I was really excited when I came up with it too. I, I, you know, obviously we started off this podcast about Alabama football and when you think of Alabama, you think of dominance, right? I do. So the five most dominant athletes ever of any sport. And I, I gave you five and then I also gave you three or four honorable mentions. Okay. I'm going to name my five. I'm going to name my number five. I want you to name your number five and then we're going to go down the list back and forth. Okay.
1: That is a fun way to start.
0: My number five is Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, a legendary NFL wide receiver. This this should tell you how hard this is, that a guy like Jerry Rice is last on my list, okay? Someone that anytime the ball got thrown up in his direction, you knew he was going to come down with it. He wasn't the fastest guy in the world. He didn't jump the highest, but he had great hands. He was an excellent route runner, and he was somebody that just dominated every defensive back he ever played. I mean, no one ever shut the guy down. Sure, he had off games. I mean, everybody does, but no one—
1: And he's also first in pretty much every receiving yeah. category. Major receiving category there is. Yards, touchdowns, the So my
0: it. my number five is Jerry Rice. Patrick, what's your number five?
1: I put Cy Young, and I would love to put Cy Young higher because he has a record that I think— I think when people talk untouchable records, I think Cy Young is the untouchable record. Nobody's going to get, what is it, 611 wins? Yeah. We're talking like who's the next guy that might maybe get to three hundred in the next ten years.
0: Bartolo Colon.
1: And I know he played in a different team, a different era where pitchers would pitch every other day. Yeah. Sometimes, in fact, you know, pitchers pitched all the yeah. time, but at the same time, he was winning every day in that yep. era. Um, I mean the, you know, the, the 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 awards named after him for a reason, and. Uh, I think that's the only sport where I'm going to have two players. Who's your number four?
0: My number four is Tiger Woods, and I, I work for the Golf Channel, so obviously I, I get a lot of Tiger exposure. But, Patrick, I heard a statistic right before Christmas because Tiger's birthday I think was December 30th. He turned 40 this year, uh, or I guess last year technically. But he turned 40, and we, we I was sitting across from our stats guy, and he kind of just pushed his keyboard under his monitor and sat back for a second, and kind of looked around. And I asked him, I was like, well, what, what's what's going on? What are you doing? And he was like, I just read a statistic and I had to research it three or four different ways to actually figure out if I was right. And he was like, listen to this. From 19, I think it was 1997 to 2008, that 11-year span, Tiger Woods shot a combined 128 under par the second place person on that list playing as many majors as Tiger Woods did shot 24 under par
1: oh that's brutal
0: like that's astronomical and you you do and I mean like I said I work at the golf channel so you know I see a lot of Tiger Woods but Patrick you go back and watch his tournaments from 2000 that's one of the reasons why when I was a kid golf bored me was because Tiger was going to win there was no point in watching a golf tournament on Friday or Saturday or Thursday because it didn't matter what happened those days because Tiger Woods was either going to come into the day on Sunday four shots ahead and extend his lead by seven shots by the end of the day or he was going to come in one shot back on Sunday and either win it in a playoff or win it on the 17th hole and just kind of have a clutch par putt on 18. I mean, he just dominated. And there were putts. I mean, we still we have analysts at the Golf Channel. Uh, one of our analysts, I won't say his name, was talking about how he saw Tiger at Pebble Beach, uh, when he was a, when our, one of our analysts was a professional and it was one of Tiger's first years. And he said, you know, I had had this putt on the front left corner of the green and I hit it and I hit it, you know, way, way too hard. And, uh, it went 10 feet past the hole and I two putted for bogey and I was furious with myself. And he said, he, he turned around, he was on the next tee box and turned around and Tiger was on the green. And like I said, this is one of Tiger's first years on tour. And so he said he kind of looked at him, and Tiger kind of lined up his putt. And he said he took his putter back, and uh, one of our analysts was like, "Wow, you know, like this, this kid's about to crush it. Like, what an idiot! Did he not just watch me do that? Like, he had to have just see me blow my ball past the hole." And he said Tiger hit it with the exact same speed, the exact same velocity, and it did not look for like for a moment like it was in doubt. It hit right in the center of the cup. Tiger got his ball out of the hole, walked up to the next tee box. Like, it was just another day in, like, another day in paradise. And I just... There's a lot of questions on whether or not Tiger Woods took steroids. Patrick, he was so dominant, I don't think it matters. I I genuinely... I I think it helps his case, and it helps his numbers. I think if you take away the steroids, he's still that dominant. It's sad to see where he's gone from here. I, I don't... Genuinely, I do not like him as a person. I'll say that up front. I may get in trouble for saying that, but... Morally, I do not root for Tiger Woods. I root for the player Tiger Woods to come back because it was fun oh, to yeah. watch. Can you imagine having Jordan Speed, Rory McElroy, Jason Day, and Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler all in the same top ten on a leaderboard? The world would explode. Chaos. The world would explode.
1: You would never come home.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Number four.
1: Number four. See, that's funny because like uh... – you kind of were sell- selling me there because the first thing I want to say is uh, I didn't put Tiger Woods on because there are still people that argue he's not the best ever in his own sport. Um, I
0: there's anyway. a lot who argue that he anyway. isn't, but I also think that I I don't know. I'll say this: I think that the the guys that people in you know this is controversial, but like when Arnold and Jack played. There weren't all these players from Japan coming over and playing. There weren't all these guys from South Africa coming over and playing. I mean, there was Gary Player, but that was it. Everyone else was from either America or Great Britain, and that was it. Tiger beat everyone all the time. All the time. From when he was in college at Stanford to his last year that he was good, and that's 2008. He just went out and beat the crap out of everybody.
1: Good point. So you've got Rice and Woods. I put Cy Young, my four... Michael Can't Jordan you. is at four. I cannot believe you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to have a good argument as to why he's at four. Um, obviously, I don't have to make a case for Michael Jordan. He's probably and more than likely and almost definitely and absolutely definitely the best basketball player that's ever lived with six titles and all the MVPs and all the awards. And he's, you know, all the, you know, just the legend that is Michael Jordan. So he's at four, and I'm not even going to argue him anymore because uh, the three ahead of him, I think, might have to spend more time talking. So who do you have at three?
0: At number three for me, I have Wayne Gretzky. And that hurts me because you know how much I love hockey and you know how much I love Wayne Gretzky. I think Wayne Gretzky is a great person from everything that I've seen and heard. I think he was a team player. I think out of everyone on this list, he was the biggest team player because it wasn't about what Wayne Gretzky wanted to do. And I'm going to tell you this stat, and you and I talked about this before we came on and started recording. If you take away all of Wayne Gretzky's goal. Every single one. He still... Or no, half of his goals. Sorry, if you take away half of his goals. He still leads the NHL all-time in points. Because he had that many assists. Which is nuts.
1: I mean, the dude was... The dude was John Stockton and Michael Jordan all in one.
0: He was. He was. I, the,
1: dude, the dude was Jerry Rice and Joe Monta.
0: There's, there's certain people in sports, Patrick, <laughs> that I hear about... Uh, that, you know, they used to say that Barry Bonds would wait you know when he was breaking the home run record he, he walked into the locker room one day that was like it was like a week before he broke it and the Giants were on a road stand and they said that he walked in and you know he was like man I really want to break the record today but I think I'm going to wait till our first game back in San Francisco and then his first game back in San Francisco his first at bat I'm pretty sure it was his first pitch he cranks it out of the park Wayne Gretzky was the same type of guy they say that he would come out of the locker room and he'd say, you know what, I'm I'm going to try and I'm going to try and dish the puck a little bit tonight, and he'd get three or four assists before the third period even started. Or he'd go out and say, you know, I've got to step it up. I'm I'm going to put a couple in the net tonight, and sure enough, he would go out there and score two or three goals. Some people just see sports differently. I think that's what this dominance is about. Is that no matter how good you can be, you're not going to see the game. You're not going to see golf the way that Tiger Woods did. You're not going to see hockey the way that Wayne Gretzky did. You're not going to see basketball the way that. Michael Jordan did because they're just better. They just see it in a yeah. different way and they're just better. And that's dominant. To and me. So who's your number 3?
1: My number 3 and I'm just killing myself for not putting him number 1. And I could put any of the next 3 guys in You could. One. My 3 is Michael Phelps. Uh because he's think about how long the Olympics have been going on. And he is the most decorated Olympian to ever live. I mean that's. I'm almost mad at myself now that he's not one, but I got to keep him at three because I just said that. I mean we're talking dominance on a world scale. I want to put him at number one. Dominance on a world scale, Michael Phelps, man, it just. Yeah. What he did was Beijing. What he did in Beijing was just.
0: I will never forget the night that he beat the French after the French taught so much smack. Oh. You remember that? Oh yeah. It was amazing.
1: That was the best moment our country's had in sports and, and since the Miracle on Ice. I mean, our biggest, our country's proudest moments are in the Olympics. I mean, we love what we do inside our own borders, but, man, talk about what he did. And I I guess it would have been sexier if he'd done it in another sport than swimming, and that's maybe why I have him at three, because I don't know swimming, and I don't know the people. I know two swimmers that have ever lived right now, and that's him and Ryan Lochte, because he went to Florida. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I think his resume and his the, the amount of gold medals he's won speak for itself. I hate that Phelps has kind of become a punchline of jokes recently, you know, with being found with marijuana and just overall the the fact that he kind of looks goofy when he smiles. Because yeah. <laughs> the dude is awesome. He's,
0: it's incredible. Like you said, you think about the amount of time. I mean, Patrick, 18-time gold medalist, 22 medals won overall. And he won
1: 18 gold medals. Did you see that recently he oh what school? Arizona was, State. He went to his, He went to Arizona State and he put on his gold medals and took his he took his shirt off and he took his shirt off put on his gold medals to distract a free throw. And shirt. the
0: guy missed That's the guy awesome. missed
1: both free throws.
0: That's my favorite that part. Mean, is he missed both of them? can,
1: can you blame no. him? All right, we got to keep going. Who's your who's your number 3? Uh, I
0: I told you my number 3. Greg. 2. My Sorry, number 2 is Michael Jordan. Uh, we, we, we've we already gone into Michael Jordan a little bit, but you know I remember some of my first sports memories, other than watching the Braves late at night when my dad would try and get me to go to sleep. Some of my earliest sports memories are my dad. I remember there was one night. Uh, he, w- he beat the Jazz one night. It must have been... Oh, I can't remember the year. But we were sitting in my living room, and my dad had let my brother and I stay up because my brother loved Michael Jordan. I liked him too, but... I liked him more because he was in Space Jam and because I was I was a really, really little kid when all this was going on. And my dad's not a big basketball fan. So I knew it meant a lot when he turned to my brother and I and said, I'm letting you guys stay up to watch this because I don't think you're ever going to see another thing like this. And we just watched Jordan go off and score 40, 45, 38. I mean, just just drop it. And honestly, one of my favorite parts about Michael Jordan is the thing that everybody hates about him, and that's that he was such a jerk. He was so over-the-top competitive, and he was so unbelievably good that he could just talk the most crap about you the entire game, and you couldn't do anything about it, even if you were playing better than he was. He would still talk crap, and you couldn't do anything about it. I forget who it was. Do Do you remember the story where somebody was wearing his shoes? When he was on the Wizards, like someone turned around and talked smack to him. Oh, yeah. and he turned around and said, uh, what, shoe, what shoes are you wearing? And the guy looked down, and he had Jumpman's on. on. Like, it's, it's just like, <laughs> awesome. how do you beat that? So my number two is Michael Jordan. Patrick, who's your number two?
1: Michael Jordan's not even the best trash talker in the history of the NBA. That goes to Larry Bird. Anyway, Larry, Bird's yeah, Larry
0: up Legend's up there.
1: Larry Bird's not my number two. My number two is Babe Ruth. I know Babe Ruth could be argued as one. I, I will uh, do that in just a second. <laughs> babe Ruth, then I'll let you do a lot of Babe Ruth talking. But Babe Ruth, I mean, baseball was, existed before him, but not really. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there was he he made he made baseball America's thing. He Ameri- that was our thing, and he made yeah. it our thing. And he just imagine since you'll talk a little bit more about him, I just want to create a picture in your head. Babe Ruth was a dude that could jack a home run basically whenever he wanted, and he was a dude that did that while eating hot dogs and, and, and screwing women uh, every night and smoking cigars and treating his body like a playground. Dude imagine dude drank
0: beer if he in the dugout. His
1: body. Yeah, that was that's just how they did it. Imagine if he was the kind of guy that dedicated – his life delight, I, like that, that that spent his time creating, uh, building himself up, his body up. Like I don't know, um, eating right and, and exercising right, and, and actually, I don't even. I'm trying to think of an athlete that does that all the time, like a Tom Brady that just could take such pristine care of his body. Imagine if that was Babe Ruth and what he could have done.
0: Patrick Babe Babe anyway, Ruth.
1: He's your number he's, one. He's so just easily
0: my number one. Seven hundred and fourteen home runs. Those speak for themselves. Over. 2,200 RBIs. What people don't realize, they're like, oh, he was fat. Dude had 123 stolen bases in his career, okay? His career batting average was 342, which is astronomical. On-base per- percentage of 474. Slugging percentage of 690. Wow. And yet, leads... He's one of the all-time leaders in walks in, a, in Major League Baseball. 2,062 base on balls. Now, a lot of those were guys who were throwing at them because they hated them. But you,
1: or throwing around them because they didn't want them to touch you, them. You
0: and I took a baseball class together. And uh, when we did, our professor argued that Babe Ruth was the first American celebrity of all time. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. He dominated the game like no one else could. Forget about all of his individual statistics that I just regurgitated on you. He's a seven-time World Series champion. He won the World Series seven times, Patrick. Seven. That's, that's unbelievable. We talk about Nick Saban being great for winning so many national championships in college football. There is lots of coaches with more than one national championship. There are numerous hundreds and hundreds of baseball players who are considered the greatest baseball players to ever live, that maybe won two World Series if they were lucky. A lot of them only won one. This guy won seven times. That's dominance. He's he's number one. He is number one. The Sultan of SWAT is number one.
1: I didn't put him at one. You didn't. I put Wayne Gretzky at number one. And the reason I put him there is because of the stat that you mentioned, take away half of his assists. Yeah. But also – I just think he was the most dominant in his sport, and I think that we and, and and you know hockey. So you know, I you I'm hockey illiterate, but I feel like if we replaced hockey with basketball and say, okay, Americans care way more about hockey and ho- and hockey gets the cover. I think if hockey got the exposure that basketball and football do in this country, we would never stop talking about Wayne Gretzky. He would be our he would be our American yeah. hero. He would be, I think he'd be bigger than Jordan. I mean, he was... There's the reason... All these dudes that we have have nicknames, have their own little nickname, Sultan the Swat. Um, uh, I don't know what they call Michael Phelps. Cy Young, whatever, he's got the trophy. Wayne Gretzky was called the Great One. The Great One. That's it. The Great One.
0: And his daughter is absolutely beautiful.
1: The Great One.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's... He's the best of all time, and there's.
1: there's... Sorry, my number one's Manu Ginobili. What yeah, I of course it is. Get well soon, buddy. Good lord, you know the dude's out because his uh, Testy's got surgery. I, he got hit the nuts and. Uh, I can worst sports injury. I, I
0: cannot can since Kevin Tell Ware. you how little I care.
1: Just kidding. Kevin Ware was pretty bad, but I mean you gotta think. Okay, just to put this in, I don't know why I'm going off in. This I don't danger. either. But the dude had his uh, – one guy, I can't remember his, who it was, had his kuyans, if you will, um, completely ruptured and had a, had an operation on them. was back in five days. Manu's missing a month because of it. Something is bad.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> – I mean, yeah, but I, I don't know.
1: After the game, the reporter kind of jokingly asked Tony Parker, you know, because it's kind of funny. You know, Manu gets in the nuts what is, and they like, what? so about Manu's injury, and Tony Parker went very stone-faced – he was smiling, then very stone-faced went, yeah, it doesn't look good. Not funny at all. Anyway, I love that. Wait,
0: how do, where did that come from? I'm, I'm, this, I'm, that, so, that segment I'm was, so blindsided
1: that that just came that segment up. Was very I don't, I don't even podcast. know what
0: to say to you right
1: now. That was very Honorable
0: mentions for most dominant player for me. Pele, Federer and Agassi I put in the same category, uh, and LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James.
1: Agassi over... Nadal and Djokovic of recently. Yes.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: Maybe, but I don't even think Agassi des- deserves to be said in the same breath as Federer. Whatever. Maybe the same breath, but like Federer, Agassi.
0: Whatever. I I am I'm, <laughs> I'm so I'm so you've thrown me off with your Manu comment. I'm I'm so. Patrick, you could say that I'm mad, but I'm not. I'm. No, I'm
1: that was very. I'm more, I'm more of heated. Maybe the the
0: most important thing. Do you know what Heated reminds me of, Patrick? Uh, Hot takes. It's hot take time, Patrick. Alabama basketball upsets Texas A&M. Tried to lose. Tried very hard to lose last night. (laughs) Tried to lose quite hard. (laughs) But they did not. They won. Beat the number 15 team in the country, who I think is overrated. Patrick, hot takes. Is Alabama basketball legit? Do they make the tournament? Go!
1: I don't know if they make the tournament, but they're not legit no. because to me, it legit means they're going to, you know, contend for a final four finish. And I don't know that we'll ever see Alabama in the final four. No. I'm sorry. I don't think, and this sounds harsh. I wrote no real hope for program. I don't mean it like that. I think the program can be a good program, but we just give too many resources to football. That just basketball is not going to be able to compete. I mean, when we live in an age where these the best players in college basketball are staying for one year, and the best players in college basketball are looking at one of, like, unless you're Ben Simmons, you're looking at one of, what, eight different schools? Yeah. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, uh, Arizona, you know? so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge college player
1: i get excited for it i I, I just i've I've done this with i've
0: done this with alabama basketball before and it never works so i'm just tired of getting invested i'm not going to do it anymore patrick let's close this off it's been a good episode let's close this off what's your sound off this week give me your sound off make it quick
1: okay so you know when you are talking about especially if you're arguing sports and you go yeah well we had the top defense and somebody goes, where's this we come from? Were you on the team? Do you play for the team? I don't realize you played for Alabama. You go, okay, here's my sound off. If you're a sports fan, unless you just adopted the team last week as a sports fan, it is completely completely acceptable vernacular to say we when talking about your team. Sports are fun. You relate to the players. You relate to the teams. When I talk about the Spurs, I say, hey, we're doing great. You know, I don't mind now. And it's a, regardless of affiliation. You can, you know, I lived in San Antonio. so just sure. I, you know, some people would say I can say we, but I've never lived in Miami and I'm a Dolphins fan. I can say we, and I, you know, I want, I went to Alabama. So obviously you can say we, I think we're just regardless. If you I grew agree up with a you. fan or if you're a fan now and you've devoted time and energy to the team. I agree with you. You can say we.
0: I, I think that, uh I think that, that the people who say that and like I would never bring this up into conversation because when someone says we like what do you mean we you didn't play how how was your defense like a people like that are just jerks and they're just being jerks so I don't I don't really I don't really respond at all but at the same time I'm like the coaches and players always say at the end of the season we did this for the fans we did this for the fans so hell yeah I'm gonna say we because the coaches and players include me as part of this team
1: arguing college football art specifically college football arguing that and t-shirt fans those are some very soon to be used uh back pocket uh sound offs but what's yours
0: i was listening i had a long day at work today i had a really long day at work today i had a lot to do and i had a very short time to do it and when that happens i turn on a youtube playlist and i just go to work do you know how annoying it is to be listening to a playlist and get like three or four songs in you're getting in a groove you're really liking what they're playing and then all of a sudden i'm hearing some ad for clearasil for 30 seconds or what's even worse is i've got a wireless speaker that i put in my bathroom when i'm taking a shower and it'll come up with one of those two minute ads where it's like oh you can skip it in the first you know 20 like the first 10 seconds or whatever but i can't skip it because my phone's in the other room because i put in my bluetooth speaker Or when you're watching a video that's 20 or 30 minutes, maybe you're doing a tutorial. I like wood carving. I like watching wood carving tutorials. If I have my hands in gloves with a dribble tool and I'm carving wood, I don't want to have to take my gloves off to skip a stupid advertisement about health insurance.
1: It plays in the middle of the video. In the middle of the video.
0: So that's my sound off YouTube ads. And now they're saying, oh, well, you can become a YouTube member and the ads go away. Oh, you're the first one to ever think about that, YouTube so that's
1: hulu makes me mad too because hulu has now two different because it used to just be like if okay netflix you don't watch ads that's great i pay my i pay my nine bucks and i don't watch any ads yeah. and hulu was like well also you have to pay nine bucks and watch 15 ads throughout your
0: tv yeah, show no,
1: for, or or you can pay like 15 dollars a month and watch no ads Oh, and which ad experience do you prefer before you yeah. start your thing? You have to you have to tell us which ad experience you prefer.
0: I prefer the experience with or, no advertising. If you
1: watch this two-minute ad, if you watch this three-minute ad straight through I, – I, I hate Hulu more than I do – you can tell I hate Hulu uh, more than I do YouTube with that. Or if you will just watch all three minutes of this ad right now, then you'll watch no ads the rest of the show. You know, it's, it's just
0: ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. But that's, that's the world but, we live in. We're privileged and we're blessed to live in the world we do, but we're complaining about <laughs> yeah, that it. That is outside. what allows
1: us to keep watching YouTube videos and sports highlights.
0: And Patrick, another episode in the books people. You can find us on social media, on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, on Facebook at Pat's interference. That's P A T S interference. You can find us on our website, patsinterference.com we're still looking for suggestions for new episodes new content what do y'all want to hear we're gonna keep doing what we're doing until you guys tell us what you want to hear tell us your top five dominant players i think you can, can you can argue any of the whatever it was 10 or 11 guys that we named i think you could argue all of them to be number one
1: Except I,
0: i'm not even gonna go there with you because i don't believe you know what you're talking about We'll be back next week. Let us know what you want to hear. Well, you can't put them over. Let, let us know what you want to hear. Let it go. You went off on a Manu tangent tonight. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything. A very today.
1: important Manu tangent.
0: Everybody have a good night. We'll talk to you next